Geek Nation. Today is Sunday, August 9th, and welcome to the Geek Domination Podcast. My name is Cody Spiltzberger. With me right now is the one and only Zane Coppage. Hey. And Anthony Tyson. Cricket. We'll be here later. Cricket, cricket. We'll be here cricket, later. Cricket, cricket. Yeah, he's just running behind. He'll and show up during our news. John Luke's dying. Topic. Yeah, John Luke's dying. Andrew's back to work. Andrew got his car towed. Yeah, Ripperonis. And, and went to work. Ripperonis. Uh, yeah. A moment of silence. Moment's over. Yeah, it's over. There it is. There it was. <laughs> but so yeah. you had two weeks. You did a bunch of crazy oh stuff, especially this last week. But why don't you last, jump into that? Last two weeks have been insane because obviously I wasn't here last week. I was playing a show. Nope. So that's what happened last Sunday. Playing the so, being a guitar hero. Yeah, a little, little uh, bass hero over there. <laughs> bass um, hero. But yeah, so did that. Let's see. So I'm that sweet slap bass solo. Nope. Please. I don't slap bass. <laughs> it's okay. Um, yeah, let's see. So um, I guess during SGC, I started the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. So yep. I've slowly been whittling with that. I haven't really touched it since that day that I was playing it kind of in between breaks of the podcast. Mm-hmm. But yesterday, I hopped on it for like 15, 20 minutes, knocked out the other two uh, great fairy fountains, one that I missed and one that was right ahead of me. So for, I have... Uh, Fayors and... Neighbors? Yep. So I have all that now. Um, yeah, the one I was missing was the one in uh, Great Jabu Jabu's Sanctuary area. Right. What, yeah, that was one I was missing. That one and then the one in um, the, desert, the desert, which I picked up on yes. the way to the desert. Because I basically got to the point where I got the uh, the Spirit Temple song, and then I was like, okay, good, I have it now. Save, quit. Um, and then, let's see. So I did that. I uh, did a little Rocket League course. I haven't really touched that too much. I did a couple of just exhibition matches earlier this week. Still um, haven't played it. It's on my PS4 now, though. That's I good. I did that's make sure step, to download it. Step farther. Yes. I literally haven't, like, used my PS4, PS4 as a gaming system in, yeah. like, two months. That makes sense. And there was I a barely game, have. You weren't here last week when we were talking about um the new PS Plus games, but there was, like, one mm. that got me super interested because it was, like, a rhythm-based yeah, I saw that one. Thing, and it it's in my library. Me, is it? Yeah. It reminded me a lot of like BitTrip, just reading about it. So I was like, yeah. what is this about? That's what I thought too when I was reading about it too, as well. Um, so, yeah, I've been doing a little bit of Rocket League. Um, uh, touch the Destinies a little bit. Um, still a game. That's still a still game. game that you can play. I mean, I need to realize that I needed to start doing it, and I'm actually going to make a post later today. Yep. Um, to everyone being like, hey, we have a month until Taken King comes out. If you still need any of those year one things, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Why isn't my laptop Maybe, I mean, uh, we already know it's pretty much useless, but, you know, depending, I'd still like to get a Fatebringer. I, I still think I Fatebringer will have its uses. Yeah. I mean, beyond its uses. I use, don't know yeah, what. Exactly. <laughs> who, who knows? They might go, well, and the thing is that they might always wind up going back on the whole, like, year two weapon, you know, you can't do anything with year one weapons, and then eventually on the road just be like, by the way, now you can do stuff with year one weapons again. I really hope they don't do that. I don't think they should, but knowing Bungie and their... Well, maybe, if, I mean, depending on how good, like, the arc, next arc primary is, like, maybe, yeah. like, Fatebringer's still gonna be, like, the best thing to use for, like, arc burn small arm. Yeah. So, like, that's the thing is I'd still like to go back and knock that out. Um, I know John Luke's the same boat as me on that one. Yeah. And I know he still needs, like, Prison of Elder 35. He still needs yeah. Crota Hard. Yep. I know a couple people still need that. So. I would still like to get the Crux of Crota, it, hopefully. Like, I'm not... Because uh, Necrochasm's actually going to be good. I know. So... And I've been... I, I'm, I need to... That's what I need to work I really on. hope I, I still have that gun. 
because I know I was thinking about dismantling at some point. I just remember you spamming it every time we had arc burn. I tried it for arms. like five minutes and then I was like, nope. Mm -hmm. I'm going to find out right now if yeah. I still have that gun while you continue to talk about your week. Yeah, yeah. so did that. Um, played a bunch of Hyrule Warriors. Did you really? Yeah, so me and Katie have been knocking that one out pretty consistently like every other night or so. We've nice. Volga is devastating uh, as a like he's barely leveled for me like he's maybe in the 30s or 40s uh-huh which put it in perspective links in like the 110 range that's silly so i do still have necrochasm there you go okay good <laughs> um but yeah so like with volga i actually skipped his tier two weapon Went straight to tier three yeah i so like i was using his tier one weapon katie grabbed i think link and we just went and knocked out that mission and golded it the first try because Volga just has devastating, I think it's like his uh, fourth strong attack. So you do four standard and then the strong. Mm -hmm. He flies up in the air as a dragon oh, and then what? spirals to the ground, causing a massive like AOE effect, which basically fills the entirety of an entire uh, room. So you just do that like three times on a room and you clear it and you move on to the next. So it was That's so gross. easy just to rack up kills and time. So now Volga has, what was it called? The flesh rending uh flame spear or something like that yeah it looks vicious of murder. yeah of murder flesh bending flesh mending rending flesh mending yeah, that's mending. what it does it heals people heals people flesh rending flame spear of murder yeah it's pretty bad like i mean it's awesome but yeah so i've been working on that um i almost i think we're almost to the point of getting like um what's his name the ghost character bongo bongo no but Wizro. 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 Wizro's second queen. tier weapon, uh, which is just a form of a ring, but like he's been sitting at that tier one for a long time too. And then C is like, if I can just gold one map section that'll unlock her actual like tier two spot, then I can actually work on her tier, tier two weapon. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so like trying to get those secondary characters. Those, those are the free ones that like you got like just because you got the game kind of thing where they were like, yeah, you can just have this three dark characters from the story mode here you go so i've been working on those um that game is just massive that game is just so big i'm kind of happy for it because it's one that i can consistently just go back to like once a week or so and just kind of punch at a little bit and hope i get a little farther um god let's see there was a lot though this week katie's been playing a lot of a pokemon uh y which I means don't. i'm having to do all the research I like <laughs> <laughs> who do i fight for this uh, uh one minute uh guard top yeah pretty much it's a lot like that where i'm like uh grab your fire grab your fire the charizard i don't uh, care uh, yeah so it's just been a lot of that because or like i don't know how to get across this spot okay well this is like the ice puzzle that's in every nintendo yes. game ever every pokemon game Freaking every ice puzzles the fucking ice puzzle in victory road and gold and silver yep that stuff like yeah, we just it got to one of the spots, and she was like kind of frustrated, and I could tell. So I was like, "Oh, let me just give me the, just give it to me. Like, it'll give it do some, it'll take some doing, but I'll get it." So I got it done, and she was just like frustrated, and I was like, "Yeah, that's the atypical Nintendo ice puzzle that's in every game. Zelda has them in every game with pushing blocks. Nope. I'm pretty used to these puzzles." Um, but yeah, so that was pretty much it for like Nintendo stuff really this week, though. Um, yeah, and then I wound up uh buying xenoverse dragon ball xenoverse after seeing 
uh, Dragon Ball Battle of the Gods on Thursday, and then yesterday morning I saw um, Resurrection of F, which is the Frieza one, which are both fantastic movies, but I'll put it this way. Battle of Gods is complete whimsy. The entire film has just all fun and games kind of attitude. Like, it doesn't really well, I mean, have... Dragon Ball's kind of always had that attitude. It always had it in between the serious arcs. True. And every arc got, like, really dramatic and serious and, like, world-ending in and scope. And like, six episodes of charging up and then... Yeah, of course. Um, but then, with that movie, it was... The, the entire film was just whimsy. So, like... That's no fun. This god... This destroyer god, Beerus, shows up just because he hears about a Super Saiyan god. And then the, the, he shows up and all the Z fighters are just having, like, a party. Uh, for Bulma's a birthday, picnic. for her 38th birthday. Okay. And um, Beerus just sort of shows up and is like, have you guys heard of a Super Saiyan god? They're just like, no. Like, none of us have heard of it. Like, what is this? So they summon Shenron just to ask him, have you heard of a Super Saiyan god? <laughs> Shenron then gets flustered when he finds out he's in the presence of Beerus the Destroyer. And Jojo's goes, oh, God, are you going to hurt me or anything? He's like, no, I just want to know what what's the Super Saiyan god. And he's like, uh, uh, okay, I'll, I'll tell you then. <laughs> they tell him, and all it is is you need five Saiyans to give their power to another to a sixth Saiyan. So, it's like a super fusion, huh? Yeah, and then basically he'll attain the power of Super Saiyan God temporarily, which makes them thinner, for one. So, like, they drew Goku really thin, kind of by comparison. That's weird. Yeah, with red hair. I saw that. Well, it was like a reddish pinkish. Yeah, like fuchsia. And uh, then he throws down with Beerus, and in the process of the fight, he winds up losing the god power, but it was enough to make his body realize what that power level was like. It's over 9,000. And then his normal Super Saiyan 2 was on par with the god mode. Okay, that's just dumb. Yeah, absolutely. Fuck you, Goku. Which is still only <laughs> as powerful as 70% of Beerus' strength, and Beerus lets Earth go because they have such good food. <laughs> such good food what yes and then we did it america basically he put we the threat the down world. he put the threat down of like i'll destroy earth unless you fight me and if you lose i'll destroy earth so then he lands on earth and all he does is he shoots a blast at a single rock and then like his assistant uh wiss is just like or weiss is just like oh it looks like you destroyed a part of earth he's just like yep my job is done here what the fuck <laughs> And that was That's that whole so movie. Goofy. That was the whole movie. It was hilarious. Like, the, the best part about that one was that the whole film had that feeling, so it didn't feel like it was contradicting itself ever. And that was kind of the problem about, of uh, Resurrection of F, was it creates this really, like, looming sense of, like, doom and gloom because Frieza's back. He's full-powered. He's right. been training for four months or six months or something like that. He's achieved, uh, achieved his gold form. And then he even tells Goku what he's like, I guess to keep it simple for your simpleton brain, call this Golden Frieza. I'm just like, God damn it. Literally, you couldn't come up with a better explanation yeah. or a better name. Yeah. Here's Golden Frieza. Yeah, we could Shiny think of... Frieza confirmed. <laughs> just Gotta like China Geo, dude. Oh, Gotta man. catch them all. Um, yeah, so without really giving too much away in terms of like how that story goes down, it just it's one of those moments when like, in the first 30 minutes, it reveals to you what's going to be the giant plot device that's going to fix the film at the end. Is it the resurrection of F? No. Okay. No. It's something that that Weiss can do and only Weiss can do. Can he resurrect F? No. Okay. 
It's it involves time. Can he kill F? No, it just okay. involves time travel. Can he go back in time and make me pancakes? Not pancakes. Okay. Just rewind time by like three minutes. Oh man, three minutes. Spoilers. So, yeah, like but a- apparently. The whole point of this film was to get you to understand why they can suddenly turn into blue-haired Super Saiyans. What's blue hair? It's uh, the Super Saiyan Beyond 2 or 3, who knows at this point, that is um, on par with God. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. (laughs) But the way that Yoku states it, right, when he does it and he turns blue, like, uh, Frieza's like, what is this, Super Saiyan with blue hair dye? And then Goku's like, no, I've gone to a power level that can tap into my god. I went god mode at one point, and I can tap into it now. But that was like Super Saiyan 2 before. It looks exactly like Super Saiyan 2 with blue hair. I don't know. Um, that's god all I can damn say. damn it, Goku. Uh, exactly. And then Frieza, <laughs> or not Frieza, uh, Vegeta can also do it. Oh, good. Because reasons. Vegeta's my boy. Uh, yeah. Vegeta is slowly growing on me more and more as time has gone on, and like I'm very much at the point where I'm like, no, Vegeta's way cooler. Oh like, yeah, Goku's a douche. Oh yeah, I just want to get stronger. Vegeta's like, Goku's no, we just like, save Goku, everything. Goku's just like, or Vegeta's just like, I'm already stronger than you, bitch. Yep, fuck you. But the problem was that that film had a lot of moments of like levity right after drama of intensity, and you're like, fuck, like I can't keep the pace of this film down. Like it keeps trying to like. It doesn't really know which it really wants to do. If it wants to be, like, on par with, like, Broly's films, which are, like, pretty fucking brutal. Right. Or if it wants to do what Battle of Gods did, which was stay completely whimsical. How long was it? Hour and a half. Both of those movies were hour and a half. Um, It was good, and I recommend any real Dragon Ball fan to check it out whenever it's cheap. But, like, for movie experience, like, the fact is I spent $15 across both films, and I felt like, okay, that was okay for both films. If I had spent that much on either... It wouldn't have been no, as, yeah i wouldn't have been as happy. As happy but um yeah so it was one of those things and then like today i like over the weekend or the week i had shared that piece of news that was like dragon ball z characters dub over films i still have to watch that i've watched it this morning and i laughed and laughed and laughed because like stepbrothers is vegeta and goku oh my god <laughs> in the scene where they become best friends i need to go watch this video <laughs> break <laughs> yes um Let's see. Zoolander was uh, Frieza's voice actor as uh, the reporter chick, and oh um, Vegeta as Zoolander saying, You googly. <laughs> and that was hilarious. Um, at one, let's see. Goku voiced over uh, Friday, the, the stoner film with uh, mm-hmm. Ice Cube, in the part where the dude's like, Look, man, you don't have a job. You don't have anything, so I'm going to get you high today. I know you don't smoke weed, but I'm going to get you high today. And that's Goku saying that. (laughs) I lost it. Like, all those little clips, I just, like, as I was going on, I'm just, like, in the bathroom, just, (laughs) like, laughing my ass off. It was so bad. I wish they would do more of those. Like, those things are amazing. They're so goofy. They are. Um, But, yeah, just a bunch of movies here and there. Uh, I've been catching up on Arrow um, through, like, half the season now. Would you agree that, like, I know you haven't gotten to the shit yet, but, like, mm. the first half of fucking season three is really good. The only person I hate from the entire season so far is Laurel. See, I don't mind Laurel because, like, she needed everything that's going on to, like, basically transform her character. That's fine. 
like the the transformation of her character is fine the problem that i have is her run mad with power in the da position yes every time she does that i'm like you're a fucking cunt i hate you yeah those are the moments when i'm like i can't stand this character anymore like just be the, the she gets better has the she actually become black canary yet yeah okay i was gonna say yeah after like, like that happens last night was the episode where she straight up lies to her dad in the voice of sarah that that like that whole sequence i'm just like holy shit yeah that's gotta be ridiculous but um yeah so that like was right after cool. like oliver gets back and yeah. like you get to see a lot of the interactions with like him and like how he was always like very clear like i get that you want to avenge sarah but this is not the way like mm-hmm. you're not a fighter you're not a killer and then she fights him probably yeah, no they don't fight okay. but it's just more of that just like oliver's still just kind of that douchey asshole and just very like stern like you're not doing anything with me. Still, she still continues. Okay, you can come now. <laughs> God. But she definitely gets a lot better as the season goes on. Fair enough. Just yeah, there's been a, several times during those episodes where I'm like, God damn it, Laurel, stop, stop. Just every time in season three, when like someone finds out about Sarah's death, I'm just like, I can't, I can't. Like it was so bad. Like I knew it was coming. Yeah. And it happened, and I was just like, No, please. Well, and then the reveal of, like, who the part that got me was who who did it. Yeah. And, like, how that happened. I was like, fuck you, Merlin. <laughs> fuck you. Pretty much. Which he also, Scumbag. like, the, by the end of the season, like, you, you, like, love to hate. Hate to love Merlin so much. Oh, I know. Like, I'm already aware of, like, where he kind of ends up with that crew by yep. the end of it. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> So I can get behind thing. this already because so I, I see I see the positives and negatives of what he does, but man, that move of just making Thea do that. Spoilers. Like, uh, oh, gee, spoilers. I didn't say what she did, but just say, making Thea do that. Connect the lines, boys. Yeah, have fun. <laughs> you can't figure out. Connect watch the, the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, spoilers. And then it's weird watching it so long after Flash because every time they do a back and forth moment, I'm just like, did they do one in Flash for this moment? I don't remember. Like, Kate, they did don't Caitlin know. call? Uh, what's your face? Like, those kind of moments when you're like, did they actually talk? Like, Sometimes. On, from the Flash like side you, of it? I don't remember. That's, like, something I'm, like, super excited for because I've all obviously talked about, like, with how they're going to be setting up Legends. Yep. Stuff like that. There was obviously going to be, obviously going to be a lot more crossover things this season. Yeah. And I always like those. Like, honestly. like They weren't nearly as forced as I was expecting it to be on the Arrow side because, like... Flash, it didn't feel like it was there at all, except for that crossover episode. Mm-hmm. And with Arrow, it feels like it's happening more. You know, well, you like remember, a lot like, more references. Remember, like the last like five to six episodes of Flash, where I was like, "Oh, the episode where Ray and Felicity are there." Yeah, and then it's like, "Oh, there's the crossover with um, freaking Deathbolt," and yep. then yep, yeah, those, those kind of things do happen. I was just more thinking of like the smaller moments of like watching arrow and then suddenly like man in yellow attacks star labs is on the screen while they're panning around to do something else and it's like there's not a whole lot of that going on in the flash side of things like there's not a lot of it you don't really find out much about star city i mean the thing that's silly is i think that um cw kind of realized that flash was doing really good yeah and arrow was not doing so well in season three so they were just like let's just play up flash more in arrow so people will go flash flash if they want i thought it was more of like more people are watching arrow we need to force viewership let's create a bunch of little easter eggs that create curiosity to watch flash well they did that the entire i mean the whole like 
Oh yeah, Star Labs is making the particle accelerator. Like almost yeah. every episode in yeah. season two, which is done really well at the same time. But yeah, but like even episode two though, with like Felicity being like, I I I, I gotta go. A friend of mine got struck by lightning. And nope. It's like reference. Nope. All right. Nope. And then like she's on the phone with Caitlin, and she's like, All right, Caitlin. All right. Okay. Cool. Bye. It's like. I remember Caitlin calling you well, Felicity, I mean, at, the same, okay, at the same time, cool. it's just like, you know, it, it would be kind of silly if they were like every single time, like cross over here, right. cross over here, mirror, well, cross over here, cross over here, mirror. To be fair, though, it's it creates synergy. It does. And if you're watching throughout the week, it, it kind of closes off the other end of that t- conversation that you at only the same hear time, one side of. I think of. they um, like there was that one point if you watch, you were watching both Arrow and Flash at the same time. There was like that one point where they got off. Yeah. Like yeah. by a week. And then everyone was really confused. I yep. think they're going to get a lot better at doing that. I this think season. I think this season's going to be pretty much on track. Mm-hmm. I really think it's going to be on track. Because I don't remember like exactly what happened. But it was like the episode where um, Cisco and Joe go to Starling City. Yeah, and they like yeah. meet like Laurel, and they meet. Um, That's where Captain he creates Lance. the device and everything for her. And like, I just course. remember it's like, oh yeah, like something really bad just happened in Arrow, and Laurel should not be this happy. Yeah, because <laughs> it was like for the week after or before it was all set up awkwardly well they yeah. were airing at the same time yeah the same week but they were off you're right Arrow they were off. was or flash was a week behind Arrow. yes that's what it was because it was. yeah because it was referencing the week before for arrow mm-hmm. so like the wednesday before for the tuesday after that's how it got off it swung around once i don't know it's it's interesting to see all that play out from this side of it like six months later yeah which is the weird part because it really is six months later when i think about the date and everything i'm like i'm pretty much exactly six months off of when it was airing pretty much because i've caught up that that fast uh, like what a month and a half until the new season started i'm so excited something like that yeah but yeah so it's been really good um me and katie finished up uh season two of once upon a time which that show and it's weird i heard it like the first season was okay it was good season two was okay until about halfway through and then it got really good really like a lot of like i want to know these things like fucking just get to them Mm -hmm. and it finally got to a lot of it and i was like okay good finally we're done with season two (laughs) so we're taking a break before we go back to season three just a long break there's only three on netflix uh they're airing season five this fall oh wow yeah so um that one's just interesting because like in the same way of like seeing the superhero stuff go on um that's abc's franchise for their disney shows like everything we we watched growing up and that's the weird thing is trying to connect those dots Uh like you're watching like is that is that who i think that is is that uh, weird okay that's who they chose for captain hook got it oh suddenly we're in the world where uh peter pan exists oh and peter pan is now a really dark tale now i remember that like they just took like a lot of like the old like classic tales and just twisted them a lot of them are twisted. Um, it, it's supposed to be like, you know, the real stories. And a lot of characters are dual characters or three mm-hmm. characters even. Because, like, Rumpelstiltskin is Rumpelstiltskin. He's the crocodile from uh, uh, Peter Pan. And he's also um, uh, Beast from Beauty and the Beast. Oh, wow. Um, in addition, then you have someone like uh, Smee from Peter Pan who is the first mate and he's also the jack from jack and the giant uh the giant beanstalk oh yeah so like they really kind of mess with these to make it seem like yeah it's one connected world and this character traveled when he traveled that's like his real name is jack smee and that's why 
this is the way it That's is. Or silly. Rumpelstiltskin as the Dark One has a very specific look, covered in crocodile skins, and his skin is very like dirty looking, like golden but dirty, and he looks just kind of non-human and like so a crocodile. Like, yeah and so like that's why captain hook keeps calling him crocodile is because it references what he looked like when he became his like arch nemesis you could say so like they really play a lot with that kind of stuff and it's interesting because then like the doctor of the town turns out to actually be frankenstein like victor von frankenstein and like when when um henry this the the main character boy like the, the kid the, the he's like the core of the story in a lot of ways um when he finds out that it's victor von frankenstein he realizes that storybrook doesn't just take from classic fairy tales it takes from literature and that there's different worlds out there and somehow the curse grabbed multiple universes and that we might see additional stories from other stuff that's not atypical fairy tales and like that was like a giant realization because you're like oh that could actually get kind of cool if they play with that right like there's dracula yeah here's, here's here's the grim brothers the brothers grim i could be cool like who knows at this point where it's going to go because it has that opportunity available um it's been really weird though really good i definitely recommend people check that one out um it's just hard to binge you can only watch like two episodes of the night and go oh my god i am ready to move on because <laughs> it just it drains you a little bit <clears throat> um yeah just a lot like it feels like i've been constantly doing something which is good. I yeah. Mean, you've obviously been doing a lot of different things, too. Yeah, a lot of variety this time around, whereas, usually, you know, weeks past, it's been like, oh, I've only done one thing. Oh, no. <laughs> well, to get to my week, yeah. let's see. What did I do? Um, God, Final I, Fantasy? Final Fantasy. God, that game is so good. Like, I, like, love, like, basically, like, they were able to actually craft a Final Fantasy game with, like, a typical Final Fantasy story feeling of just, like, huge... Yeah, and just a lot of like, actually like really well done like plot twists and stuff. Yeah, I was listening last week, and kind of what I got got from it was the meta of it all is very much like it realizes like it's in a franchise. Yeah, and you're playing At through the end that of the franchise. Day, it still actually does a really good job of reminding you and making it feel like a Final Fantasy game. Yeah, it's like basically it's like a Final Fantasy game first, and then an MMO second. Yeah, that does a really good job. But like, God, like. It just makes me really happy. Because, <laughs> like, honestly, because, like, you, you like, get on a mountain, and it's like, oh, my God, that's, like, the music from, like, Final Fantasy IV. And yeah. this is awesome. And then, like, a lot of during Heaven's Ward, you're running around with the dragoon, which, like, if you've never played Final Fantasy before, you've probably seen a dragoon. Yep. Because they just look, like, fucking awesome. And this guy, mm-hmm. um, what the fuck is his name? I don't even remember. Hang on. We're going to find him. His name is, like, this. his title is the Azure Dragoon. Oh, okay. But his name is Estatine. And, like, he's just a badass. And this, like, he just killed, like, a really important dragon. And now his armor is, like, crimson red because it's stained with the dragon's blood. This is like, oh, okay. Oh, gotcha. That's really cool. That's metal. That's fucking metal as hell. And he yeah, ripped out is. the dragon's eye. And he's using the dragon's eye to, like, fuel his power. Metal as fucking hell, man. <laughs> <laughs> he's walking around like he like had like one of the dragon's eyes, like when he fought it long ago. And then he, when he killed the dragon, he took the other eye. So he was walking around with two dragon eyes, fucking covered in dragon blood. And it's like, okay, I can get on board with this. <laughs> and then like a lot of my week has just been kind of talking about what 
Blizzard this week, yeah. which we I don't want to get in too far, but just we'll save it for news. But just kind of just talking with a well, lot of my friends who have kind of <laughs> stepped away from WoW and just like getting their input on things and like, is the next expansion good enough to come back? Is it a lot like what Draenor did? And is it too good to be true? I mean, yeah. I mean, to put that in perspective, I have a couple coworkers that are very much kind of one's very aware of that scene and never got into it and one has been very entrenched in that scene and mm-hmm. we all kind of were speculating on friday like what's gonna happen pretty much so i get that completely because it is an odd, i wouldn't say it's an odd decision it's just it feels like it's on the downturn in a way you know so yeah we'll get into that later but yeah for sure. that's kind of why those conversations are popping up oh, yeah um and then outside of that um played a little bit of hearthstone yeah I've been slowly starting when I have time and I'm not playing Final Fantasy. I've been watching more Young Justice. Finished season fun. one and I, I like love that show. Halfway into season one. You have the entire season two on disc, right? On disc, yeah. I need to borrow that from Yes. Me. Yes, you will. That is such I'm gonna rewatch that one too, so I'll wind up probably smashing it on a disc and handing it off to you yes. at this point. So But I mean, yeah, like in comparison to you, it's been a yeah. crazy week for me because I had the basically it was a I had a different work schedule this last week and it was basically go to work. 4 a.m. to 10, go home, play Final Fantasy, Yep. go to sleep, wake up, go to work, play Final Fantasy. Yep. I am about halfway done with Heaven's Ward, so I've probably got like a good like 20, 30 hours left before I'm actually level cap and done with the actual story. The okay. game is like actually ridiculous how long it takes to max level. No, I understand. Um... <laughs> That's one thing I'm learning about Dragon Ball Z Universe too, mm-hmm. as I play that one, which I didn't really talk about that one, but just to give you the really quick version. I'm level, I'm in the mid-20s, max cap is 80, I'm through the Frieza arc, and I did the side quest that allows my Saiyan to become Super Saiyan. Smash that all out in one day. Jeez. But I can tell you that the way that game works is, you do a story mission, it unlocks a bunch of side quest stuff. The side quests are kind of more similar to like... Well, like the Tenkaichi Budokai games, where there was like there was the side missions that were very much just like one fight, go, similar to that, but with a little bit more, bang bang, yeah, but with a little bit more adventuring to it, a little bit. Um, So you you have to smash out and grind out your levels through those things, and you have to grind levels hard to then go back to the next story mission and hope that you're leveled enough to beat that story mission. See, it's like almost the same thing in Final Fantasy, where it's like the main story quests have you know. A level. Yep. And, like, you have to be at level. And then, like, I just hit a point. Like, I hit level 55. There were, like, three level 55 quests. And it's, like, level required 56. I'm like, fuck. I have, like, 300k experience out of, like, 2.2 million. Well, yep. let's go fucking just grind fates and do dungeons. And yep. There was a really dick move when they did that in the, the base game. Mm-hmm. Where it's, like, going through. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm 46. Yeah, yeah, I'm 46. Level required 49. I'm like, motherfuckers. What? Now I gotta go grind three levels. You fucking dick what? Yeah, and this one, like, between story missions, it feels like it's a good five, five to six level jump. Wow. It, it hurts, <laughs> to put it insane. bluntly. So, like, it's a good, like, you have to go grind for a while. Ugh. And then, like, you can mentor, which is nice. Like, you can get underneath, like, uh, you know, get Vegeta as your master or get, you know. What's funny is I got Vegeta right away because I found him and he's standing around and he's like, do you want to be my, ma- my uh, you know, whatever protege I'm like fuck yeah i want to be a vegeta protege and then like after you you start training with him 
He learned the his uh, what is it called uh, the the guy oh, guy uh, king gun. What is it? Oh wow, we're the worst at life. I I was playing it last uh, night. That's the sad uh, part. Cheetah. I know it's not the Gatling gun. It's <sighs> it's pretty close though. Like it's a Gat King gun. Oh my god, we're the worst. Um, Cheetah special. Move. Uh, yep. But it's basically a Kamehameha, but red. It starts with a G. Yeah. What um, is it? But anyways, John Luke would be so mad at us. I know right he now. would. Gallic gun. Gallic gun. See, Thank I knew. You. I knew it was close to Gatling, but it wasn't Gatling. <laughs> um, the Gatling beam. Gallic gun. But Gallic uh, gun, that's it. Yeah. So you learn that, and then you start to learn other stuff. But <laughs> go back to trying to do the story mission, and Krillin's just in there, and it's like, do you want to train under Krillin? And I'm like, fuck, fuck no! no! I want to kill Krillin. <laughs> I went back for another mission, like, I think around the Frieza arc, and uh, Piccolo's available. I was like, I kind of want to do Piccolo, too. That'd be kind of cool. I'll come back to Piccolo after I finish Vegeta. So you can't have, like, multiple, like, Yeah, so, like, you just, you'll wind up learning only, like, four or five special moves from them. But you have to level up to get to the next one, of course. So the the next one I learned was, like, his barrage move that he does. That one that he just, like, slams a shit ton of larger blasts at people. So I have those two moves from him right now. It's, like break or something like that break con- i don't know what it was called all of a sudden but yeah it's been really interesting especially when you can make your own saiyan and you know or you c- the, the classes that you can make are saiyan human namekian freezer race it's literally just called freezer race that's dumb yeah or uh boo race and boo race has two genders but namekian and freezer race have no gender okay yeah it's weird that's silly it's been really cool though like because each one stresses a different style and different type of combat. Um, like, it tells you when you're starting out, like, you know, like, humans are most balanced. It's kind of cool that the races even like, have, like, their own fighting style. Yeah. And it's, like, the, it's more of a cosmetic thing. It's less of a cosmetic thing and more of, like, a class system. It is. It, it really is. It's definitely, like, this game, for whatever reason, hasn't really been penned as it, but it's definitely an MMO. Like, oh, absolutely. straight up an MMO, just with a fun-ass combat system. Because it feels like a combat system out of Tenkaichi Budokai. That's so it's really like cool. you actually have combos and specials and stuff and like power ups and like I said, I go Super Saiyan now and that is fucking cool. Right. See, that's like the cool thing, like going from like WoW, which was like like the evolution of like the class I was playing, which was Monk, from like the end of Miss Pandaria to like World of Draenor, where like at the end of Miss Pandaria, uh, Monk was so fast. Yeah. And just like boom, boom, you boom, miss boom, something, boom, boom. you're dead. Yeah, you're yeah. gone. Like of course. Your, your DPS is fucking gone, and you go to. World to Draenor, where like they slowed it down so much, yeah, and like it slowly kind of built its way back up toward the end of the expansion, but even still. And then you go into Final Fantasy 14, where your global cooldown is twice as long as it is in WoW, jeez. But like, there's so much more in depth of a combat system, and like mm-hmm. you actually have like combo system where it's like, oh, if you use this ability before you do this ability, it's twice as powerful or if you do this ability and this ability before you do this ability yep it's three times as powerful and it uh gives your target a debuff so there's a lot of like cycling through combos yeah like it's it's slower yeah which gives you time to make important decisions it's more methodical pretty much like it's more it's not like as a tank at least it's not as all right, I got to do this button and then this button because that's my rotation. And, like, that's yeah. my priority system. That makes no, sense. it's okay. I got to push this button so I can activate this combo. And then I can activate this combo to get this debuff on the target. And then I can start moving through this combo. 
I want to say that's kind of how DCUO operated too mm-hmm. when I was playing that one. It felt mo- more like you chose your stuff, and then you you since you could cross play a lot and learn a bunch of other skills from other trees that weren't your own mm-hmm. most of the time. You could definitely mix and match, but you had to figure out what would work best to get a good string going. And so, like, I was doing always like a martial artist mm-hmm. with like a gadget tree. So I was more like Batman with martial arts, you know, because that just made so sense for Batman. me. Yeah, DP, it's a good DPS build. It's mm-hmm. really great for that stuff. And so you do a lot of stun, then set up a lot of really heavy combo, like just heavy combo build from there. It's just like a hit with this attack, then this attack, then this attack once they're stunned. Oh, they're stun- They're not stunned anymore. Fuck, stun them again because they're gonna hit you, and that doesn't nope. work well. So. Nope. Well, that's the cool thing about Final Fantasy fourteen too. Like I've talked about it before, like you, your character can end up being like all the other classes and all the other jobs. Yeah. But like, then there is that same exact thing where you there's like uh, cross class abilities, but it's kind of done poorly in the mm-hmm. sense where like it's like heavily required. Gotcha. Like, for example, like so, there's three different tank specs. Yeah, or three different tank jobs. Okay, only one of them, the um, gladiator slash paladin, mm-hmm. gives you your like actual taunt. Okay, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Okay. Which is silly in a sense where it's like, yeah, I understand that you didn't want to give like. It's just an idea of the game is like I understand that you didn't want to give each class their own taunt when you're going to utilize the system. Yeah, but the fact that like you have to go, unless you're playing a paladin slash mm-hmm. gladiator. You have to go into that class and level it to level just to the twenty-two, yeah, just to get that ability. Yep, and it's just it's a little silly, but at the same it time, is. it's really cool, and it like kind of forces you to mm-hmm. learn other classes and like be proficient in other classes to make your main class better. So then, do you think there's any merit to not getting a taunt on a tank build? Like that would be Absolutely the thing, because like okay, that's well because like think of it thinking. this way. So like, I mean. You can probably make it through most of the base game without yeah. a taunt tank. Yeah, that makes sense. It's when you get group play. When you get, get into raiding and you have two tanks and mm-hmm. it's, oh, something has happened to this tank and I need to aggro right now or yeah. he's going to die. Yeah. You don't have that time to, okay, you stop attacking so I can build up threat and then I can have aggro. It's, yeah. no, I need snap. I need aggro now. Yep. But just no, that makes for sense. me, just like playing in WoW when you get your taunt at like level 10 mm-hmm. as a tank and just being like oh that one thing's on one of my guys taunt yeah instead of all right that one thing's my god okay so let's do this combo real quick to build threat yeah it's the other thing too just like threat as a tank in Final Fantasy 14 it's so much more in depth and it's so much more difficult to hold yeah which is good at the same time instead of wow or yeah just, one ability threat everything mm-hmm. gg yeah like that's that's good though like to see those kind of differences play out because that definitely establishes why there's other mmos and why it's good to have those right. other MMOs because, you know, for so long, WoW was the one killing every other MMO that tried to start up. And now we have, like, three pretty strong ones. Yeah. WoW, ESO, and Final Fantasy XIV. Yep. And then we have several mild ones beyond that. That's Wildstar, um, DCO. Or DCUO. Um, Dragon Ball's Universe at the end of the day is still one. Like, it's it's a yeah, very mild one. It is a mild one. Very I mild say one. say you can actually, like, compare it. Like, no kind of no it's it's a different animal but yeah. at the same time like the the things they pull from mmos it's very clear that they pulled it oh, from absolutely. an mmo like I mean, it's, it's not same. like it's like oh where did this come from it's the same way that like destiny struck yeah exactly been. it's where it pulled the things it needed to survive mm-hmm. and it works well um yeah that's one that i think i think anthony's right more of us need to have that that game because 
hell i pick it up for 35 bucks and that is such a good deal oh, absolutely so fun and i will say this the combat is kind of how should i put it you're just you're running on you know what you're living on a dream that's <laughs> how i'll describe it okay um it's you go into combat and you kind of just start button mashing that's nope. Sounds between right. square and triangle okay that's how you chain your combos that's how that works because you know you have your light attack your heavy attack um circle is just usual like yellow beams it's the same thing from the show or just like yellow orbs pew, oh okay pew, 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 so yeah pew. like the first time you press it you shoot one and then if you hold it they'll then they'll go into like a rapid fire of like 15 oh. and it'll just send out 15 single orbs just out and you're like okay cool that's all that does um x generally is only a rap the, the you know the the move from the show that was like pew, and like they would turn into like the, all the little lines Jeez. and then be behind somebody yeah so it's like That's a little like teleporting action. Yeah. So what it is is like you'll be in a, a combo. You know, the no- you know the move that makes pew noises. <laughs> That's the only move in the show that makes that noise. It's kind of instant transmission. Um, oh but so say someone's attacking you, the only way you can get out of it is pew. Yeah. Is you tap. You you just start mashing X and hoping that one time you have enough uh, uh, stamina to just do that. Pew. And you'll be behind them. And when you're right behind them, you can just start your combo up right away again. So, like, that's the best way to get out of there. If they're blocking, the only thing you can do is, is throw them. Like, you have to hope, though, because the game has such, like, a weird lag time between move sets that, like, if you're not – like, if you're in the middle of a combo and they're blocking out your combo, what, the time it takes to break your combo, set up the throw – is enough time for them to start attacking you. That's weird. See, that's like a similar thing happens with Final Fantasy fourteen because there's like a, I think it's called like a telegraph system where like mm-hmm. there's gonna be an AOE. There's like a giant orb circle. It's like, hey, you probably shouldn't be in this thing. <laughs> and like if you're in it yeah. when the circle disappears, mm-hmm. even if you're not there when the attack goes off, you'll get hit. Gotcha. Like that for makes, example, okay. it's like circle goes away. Boss does like a three second animation and then slams the ground. If you were there when the, the circle was circle there. there, you're gonna get hit. You're hit. Okay. Which gets really bad and like there's one fight versus Titan, and um, there's a lot of those, mm-hmm. and the server lag is ridiculous on that fight for some reason. Yeah. And like if you're in those things, you actually get like one hit because you get knocked off the platform and die immediately, Jeez. and it's so frustrating. Like yeah. basically, like at least like that boss is like a super rotation, so you're just like. All right, this is what's coming. Everyone start running like five seconds early. Gotcha. That's kind of a pain in the ass, but I get it. Uh, yeah. So the one thing I will say about Dragon Ball's universe that's really intriguing and cool is so like once you, like friends are online, let's put it that way, you can then choose them as your favorite fighters. And then every time you go into even an offline stuff, you can recruit your friends that were, even if they're not online at that moment, they'll recruit that their character. That's interesting. So like it allows it to have kind of a ghost save system. For the sake of, if your friend's not there, like you can totally just grab your friend's character that he's built up over time. The soul of my friend. Yeah, and he'll and then it'll be AI'd from there. But that's really cool because you're leveling up a, a, a one of those skill trees. It's like a circle, and it's kind of like the weird um, graph metric thing where it's like you have like six things or eight things, and you it's pulling that center shape in different directions. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay, and. Um, so you'll have different strengths and weaknesses. So sometimes you do want specific builds and you're like, okay, well, Cody's second character does have the right one. All right, I'll grab it. that one. It did it, Mom. And that's how that works. So it's really cool. And then, like, I don't know. It's just really intriguing finding out the way this game was structured and, and like, I guess grasping everything that Anthony went over because there was so much and actually, like, going and, like, oh. realizing it, like, how many months later. 
Yeah. There are, like, the emotes are obnoxious because you, you do, like, you tap R1 when you're in the social scape, and then it's just, like, four pages of emotes, and it's everything, and it's obnoxious. But there is nothing better than Ginyu forcing. Yes. Just going up and then being, like, standing on one leg and just holding it. Like, because if you just don't do anything, your character will just stand there in that pose endlessly. That's a really cool thing, too, about uh, 14, where, like, there is an emote that's called Change Pose. Yeah. But it's literally, like... You have this like your default like combat stance as so like I was messing around as Dark Knight the other night and I was like, oh this is a default combat stance change pose oh now I'm like have that iconic like cloud like stance with like the giant sword on my shoulder oh, that's cool and it's just like there's like really cool that things is like really that cool. I'm just like this game is like ultimate like nostalgia if, nostalgia fest. just fucking that's what Dragon Balls do to me too like similar yeah oh, it's the same kind of like just like oh my god I grew up with this thing and now I'm playing this thing that's that's me pretty much in this world cool that's fucking cool so that's really what it is yeah. that's me and i'm a warrior of light yeah. like... i can't wait to finish my first character because then like it locks out making secondary characters until, until you, you have the first, first one done one. okay and the first one unlock you have to wait like apparently special mission number 57 or 58 is the one to just power level the fuck out of your character okay like i found that out i was reading online. i was like what's the quickest way to level and it was just like Okay, beat the game, start a second character, run that character through 58 endlessly for about, till you're about level 34, 35, then switch over to uh, special mission 57, because it gives about double the XP, but at a higher difficulty. You're like, oh, okay, all right. I, I can do that. So then you can speed level to 80 in no time, like a, less, like an afternoon, they said. And I was like, wow. <sighs> Okay. That's the cool thing too about Final Fantasy is um, if you have a here, how can I describe this? Mm. So say you have a character at sixty, which is a level cap, yeah. and you want to start a new job. For every ten levels mm -hmm. that the job you're currently playing as yeah. is lower than your highest level job. Okay. You get fifty percent extra experience. That's cool. So if you're playing just level one, and you have a job that's sixty, that's three hundred percent extra experience. And then Jeez. once you hit ten, it's two hundred fifty percent extra experience. Oh, okay, I get it. Yeah, it's a it's a sloping experience. Pretty much, bonus. yeah. Every every ten levels, your highest level is above the current job you're playing is a fifty percent, and it goes. So it's like yeah, I get one it. to ten yeah. is three hundred. Ten to twenty is two fifty. Yep, that's pretty cool though. Like that's actually really cool to get you. Not only it's a motivational thing going like, oh, this isn't too bad, knowing that I can just. But the also the thing is up. too is like leveling other classes when you don't have like the main story quests, which give a fuck ton of experience. Yeah. It's pretty grindy. Yeah. I mean that's all games are anymore is grindy. Like I feel like that's just like how how games are going. Yeah. Like it feels like they've realized that's the only way to keep people playing the game. Is give them a grindy experience, so everything's gonna turn into a grindy experience to some degree. Yeah. I don't think it's gonna be necessarily as run amok as certain games, but certainly there's gonna be elements of that in every game. I think pretty much. I mean, hell, COD's been doing it for years with the prestiging. It's that's true. a that's a fucking grind, and I hate that grind. Well, I mean, that's that's but I more get of it. A, a grind to brag to your friends more than anything else. Yeah, more than anything. Like, well, I'm prestige twenty eight. Fuck you. Well, there's that. It sometimes. To a small degree, there's certain unlocks that are attached to that shit. Right. But it's never, like, so profound that you can't play the game without a fucking prestige because I've fucking done that. Like, I've only prestiged, like, twice ever in Ghost, and I was like, yep, that was hard. I'm good. I'm good. 
Yep. But yeah. Yeah. Break time. Break time, I think. Uh, cool. We're going to come back and wait for uh, our, our third musketeer to show up. And then we will start on the nerd news.